Fox Sports Saturday is on the air. And it's shaking big time. Your chance to sound off. On Sunday, I want to be able to sit down and watch the football game and with the buddy that I disagree with politically and not have to talk about politics. Join the show anytime. 701-271-1100. I got a guy on the other line about some white walls. Or you can drop us a line. Studio at flagfamily.com. You won't have what they call... The social skill. It's time to talk sports. It's in the hole. It's in the hole. Here on Flag Sports Saturday. Welcome back to our number two of Flag Sports Saturday. Big game, James McCarty with Jason Denman. The show brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Try Michelob Ultra Pure Gold, brewed with organic grains and no artificial flavors or colors. Only 85 calories and 2.5 carbs. Michelob Ultra Pure Gold at your favorite liquor store today. Good. We have to wait. I till figured the end it was ten a.m. already. You're like, oh, that's a good idea. I should, I should go, I should go check that out. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe not right now. I've got a few other things on I'm my not, plate. Not right now. Well, you know what? Uh, Minnesota Vikings fans are wishing the liquor store was open right now. Here's here. Okay, I, I always have to talk about my team because you get to talk about your team. But yeah, but we're we're at least in the market for my team. Well, my team just saved $44 million in cap space by restructuring contracts yesterday. So my question is, the Vikings released, uh, what was it, three players? Yep. Uh, Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen did get released, and Cam Dantzler. Yep. Are they going to restructure anybody's contracts to create additional salary cap space heading into free agencies, which starts, I believe, next week on Wednesday? They're going to have to because we're like right at the cap threshold right now, and those three guys were all starters. <laughs> okay, so so, so, so you got to replace three starters, and you still haven't got under the cap uh, under the cap threshold, and you have to have that done by Wednesday. How close are you to, to the cap threshold? Right about a, right around that million. I don't know if then, it's over then, or under. Then I bet you they're going to at least restructure one player. Yeah, I no, was, no. They'll, I they'll, was, they're going to have to restructure two or three. For I sure. was surprised because yesterday the news came from Tampa that Vita Vea had restructured his contract, and, and that saved him $9 million in cap space. And then they did uh, one of the cornerbacks, either Carlton Davis or Jamal Dean, I think it was Carlton Davis. They did uh, Chris Godwin restructured, and then there was one other player that restructured as well. Uh, in conjunction with uh, releasing a few players. So I, I really would uh, suspect that the Vikings will do something similar now soon, uh, restructure some contracts, you know, switch some of that money to signing bonuses so it gets spread out a little bit more, uh, lowers their cap hit uh, for the season, obviously, if they stay with the team. But it, it could, you know, look at Tom Brady, et cetera, that pushed all that uh, money into – this year, and the Bucks, I think, are taking like a $30 million cap hit on, on Tom Brady's remaining salary. So it doesn't – eventually you're going to have to pay the piper, so to say, um, and, and Tampa's doing that this year. So I guess the question is, is, is there anybody else on your radar that the Vikings may release or that you would think would be in favor of a, a contract restructure to stay in Minnesota with basically their same salary, just giving the team a break. No, well, you're, I mean, your obvious choices would be a guy like Harrison Smith, who's been with the team for over a decade now, and and has a what a year left on on, on his deal. Yeah, I'd like to think that Kirk Cousins would be willing to with how much money he makes. But he's should, a quarterback. Those guys apparently are apparently quarterbacks are are immune to the restructure. Evidently, no, some of them do it. I mean, but you know. I mean, isn't Kirk uh, Cousins a little overpaid? I mean, you make like thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine million dollars a year. You're telling me you can't restructure it onto thirty? 
I think your family is still well, going to be able to live a good life. You don't have to restructure to 30. All, all you have to do is transfer some of your your salary into a signing bonus. So right, you still you do that. So the player still gets the same amount of money. You don't have to worry about anything. And Kirk Cousins is on the hook for, he's got a base salary of 10, signing million of 6.25, uh, roster bonus of, is that right? Roster bonus of 20 million? Yeah. Is that for this year? Yeah. You might want to restructure that that roster bonus and base salary and spread that out a little bit because he's uh he's counting uh thirty six and a quarter against the salary cap this year. Yep, it's a little bit more next year too. Yeah, you might uh, you might need to do something about Kirk Cousins' contract. Oh, thanks. Now now that you mention it, we should. I I think I think he's uh what is he a restricted free agent next year? Yeah, he's got to be unrestricted. Uh, probably. Well, he says he's unrestricted uh, in twenty twenty. I guess it is twenty twenty four, but he's still got a signing bonus of six and a quarter that would be due over the next three seasons. So I think it might be time for Kirk Cousins to restructure or maybe do something about uh, his salary. Although it looked like he might have restructured last year, uh, they transferred. Uh, his signing bonus went up to sixteen and a quarter last year, roster bonus of ten million, and then his base salary was down to five million. So I mean, if he could, if he does that again, let's put it this way, James: if he's counting thirty-six million dollars against the cap this year, if he restructures his contract down to say like a million dollars this year or something, but they extend him one more year, uh, that's like, I'm not sure what the dollar amount would be, but. You know, it costs your team like another thirty million. Maybe not all against the salary cap next year. Would you be okay with that? With Kirk, yeah. It, any any bit of restructure would be awesome because this is a team that we just released three starters that were all pretty big. Well, two of the three are were big, really big parts of it. Cam Dancer was a guy that we thought was up and coming, but of course, saving about two and a half, I believe, a million dollars by by letting him go and hopefully being able to to re. Resign a guy like a Duke Shelley or somebody of that sort, or or, or somebody along those lines for a, or a, a Channing Sullivan for a little bit less money, which is understandable. But you're going to have to restructure a couple and, and possibly even you know have somebody else in the chopping block. I've heard rumors of Dalvin Cook being traded for draft picks before this upcoming draft right. in about a month, just, just over a month from now, and that's an interesting take. The whole thing is. Do you try and re-sign Alexander Madison? Then at that point, what's going to go on with that? Lots of question marks at this point. But regardless, the Vikings need to shed, you know, probably closer to ten million dollars, if not a hair even more, on the salary to be able to fill those roles that they just released guys from, and then also, of course, to be able to to get a couple of fill-in pieces via free agency, things of that sort, like a guy like Patrick Peterson, who's currently an unrestricted free agent that the Vikings would like to bring back, but. Will they be able to make ends meet and, and come to a, okay. a, a a conclusion or or a decision that's in favor of both? Here's the thing, though. When I look at Kirk Cousins' contract, it's a lot of money. I believe he's got close to nineteen million dollars in signing bonus left because it's spread out six and a quarter for the next three seasons. So mm-hmm. that's going to take that's going to be a cap hit if you trade him or cut him. Okay, mm-hmm. that eighteen million, but he's got a ten million dollar base salary. That twenty million dollar roster bonus. According to this website, that roster bonus, $15 million of it comes due, or he earns it, on March 23rd, which that's still less than two weeks away, and then another $5 million uh, on roster bonus in September. So the question is, James, 
maybe they make a trade this uh, coming week and get rid of him and just take that $18 million cap it. Because you trade him away, that's $18 million, almost $19 million uh, cap it, as opposed to 36 You could, but who knows? Maybe, maybe not. There's a lot of decisions to make, and I have not the answers I'd like to have, but uh, Dean... Hold on, just, we, we uh, can't just have him wander in like that. I gotta play something oh, uh, to to announce his presence with authority. Now you can speak, Dean. Well, I can't. I came here to ask you about what you thought of the Bears' uh, big move. Oh, well, that's what we were going to ask you about. Uh, I wanted to know about this. Oh, weather. the Bears. We, we could get to the weather uh, in a bit. That, but, I mean, I, I mean, had to play the completely well, wrong sounder wait. than for Dean. <laughs> if you're asking Jeez. me about, about the Bears trade, giving up the number one overall pick to to the Panthers for a first round pick this year and next year, a second round pick this year, that's, and a second in 2025, along with DJ Moore who some people believe is a true number one, some people believe is a, a true number two. Regardless, it's a receiver that, that you guys haven't had in the past, you know, about right. a decade at this point. I think that you got a king's ransom, and I think that uh, you guys should be audited for theft. Um, <laughs> I, 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 really, I, I, think, I think you finessed Carolina, especially when Carolina goes and reaches for a guy like Anthony Richardson and wow. he ends up not panning out. You right. guys are really going to win tell that you trade. What, and there were some pundits on uh, on ESPN said, yeah, they got away with quite a bit, but they should have waited longer to get more. Get more. <laughs> get got, more. They got, you got two first, two seconds that's, and a first and a right. number one receiver. That's a huge, oh. huge haul. If you then, got any more than that, you were probably going to have to sell the team from Carolina over to a different yeah. state to so figure I, it out. This I is mean, this is huge for the Bears, and I'm I'm happy for them. It's still going to be a few years, you know. But hey, I mean that's a great well, to that's get, a great haul to get a to get a receiver uh, of his quality. Number one, drop down from the first overall pick down to nine, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, you still can get. Uh, a, a defensive oh, a yeah. player there that from out, out of the number of them that are from Georgia. So I mean, I think they're well positioned there, and there's still the potential, Dean, that the Bears could try and trade up from nine to Good. say four or five right. uh, and grab somebody that they want to grab. But now, I, I don't have a lot of faith right now in Anthony Richardson. I think size wise and the way he <laughs> plays kind of seems like uh, uh, Cam Cam Newton two potentially. I heard the the rumor from from Vikings lore the last couple of days where all of a sudden people are starting to warm up to Anthony Richardson. And you're like, oh yeah, let's do it. And then w- one guy goes out and, and he he just says, I get Christian Ponder vibes. <laughs> the second he said that, I said, if we even think about it, I was like, we're done. I was like, I need yeah. to go look at more film because apparently I. I, I think that he's a stretch, but man, if he's Christian Ponder vibes, you might as well yeah. go put him in the booth right well, now. He shot up the draft boards this last week because of his physical measurements, his jumping, his his forty time or whatever, and those are important when you're looking at a player at the NFL level. But look at the film and see what he's done. He's only started what one season, and he only completed like fifty three percent of his passes. Like Eleven games too. I think he missed the or, or was it twelve, and he missed the bowl yeah, game. Was people it? are saying like, well, look at what Josh Allen did. His completion percentage at Wyoming wasn't very good. He's also a three year starter. He battled injury, and he was accurate when he threw the football. I mean, you 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 try catching the football in Wyoming in December. Well, it that's, hurts. That's that's the point. So I mean, I just I'm not sold on him. Maybe they they have another quarterback in mind, but. You know, uh, Carolina trades up. They're going to get a quarterback because their their quarterback situation has not been good over the last several and, and years. Can, can Thielen resign for oh, a lower yeah. contract? He can sure. resign with oh, yeah, a lower, for a lower contract. They have to get below that salary cap level by March fifteenth, and then after that, then free agency opens. You can come to an agreement, etc. But they have to find a way to get under that. cap. Do they try and resign him for, or does he accept it, or does he that, go elsewhere? Oh. 
I don't it's know. It's so tough because it's, he's a Minnesota kid from Detroit Lakes. It's his, it's his. I would assume right. it's his favorite team. I would assume he wants to come back, but it's got to be at a number that the, both the team and him are comfortable with. And, is what's and I, I would love to have him back. I'm sure he would love to come back. I mean, born and raised and legitimately. 50, 55 minutes from our studios currently. Yeah. I mean, he he's a Minnesota kid uh, through through it all thick and thin, but he also understands that he's still got a little bit left in the tank. I mean, oh, yeah. he had over 100 targets this past year, handful of touchdown receptions. He was still wide open countless times, and he's 32 years old. Some people say that he's you know, past his prime, he's he's past. It. I mean, he is past his prime, but he's still a, a, a really good Some receiver. Some say he's past it. He is past, he is past his past prime. Yeah, <laughs> you're the one who's saying it. Yeah, but he's still a really good receiver. He could be a, a be a solid two receiver. I still think for a couple of contending type teams, or or a three for an insane. Um, receiving but he, but core. this ty- type of a receiver he is right now, I think he's more that possession receiver. He's not a second receiver or a receiver that well, goes in the slot. Well, he's not a guy slot. that's going to. He's, he's not, not going to go speed. out and he's not going to make you miss like he did four or five years ago after the catch. Yeah. But regardless, I- I'm just terrified that you know somebody from a city that they call Windy is going to try and come and take him, and I, I would cry. <laughs> they they got a mascot it, that looks like a teddy bear. It doesn't really matter yeah, because the bears aren't going to be contending. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. I'm going to give you a quick update on the weather, and I got to get out of here. Guys. Well, you got to wait. You got to well, if you can do it in 15 seconds, I'll wait. Okay, okay, okay yeah, we we could do that. Yeah, we'll 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 go to break here, and then we come back. We'll have Dean give us a weather update because we need to know uh, what we're going to brave here as we head up to the shack here this afternoon. You listen to Flag Sports Saturday presented by Ghost. No, Ghost Energy on weekdays. Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra on WDAY Radio and the Flag. Welcome back to Flag Sports Saturday. Big game, James McCarty with Chase Denman and Dean Wysocki is in here to let us know if it's even a good decision to leave the house today. Well, probably not. No. I mean, if if you've got, like, errands to run in town, it's, it's, you can get around. You can get around. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. Uh, 94 closed from uh, Jamestown out to Dickinson. Travel not recommended throughout the entire state, obviously. On the Minnesota side, uh, not much better. Travel not recommended there as well. Uh, snow continues to fall at a moderate clip here. The heavier snow is pushing to the north. We've got about another hour and a half of this moderate snow. Then we'll start okay. to see this let up in the FM area. If you're north uh, of the 94 corridor, especially up from Grand Forks, uh East and west side of the river there. Uh, areas just west of Grand Forks could pick up close to 10 inches out of this. Uh, as it'll be snowing all day there. Now, we'll see a let up in the, in the, in the snow close to lunchtime, maybe as, as late as one. Uh, and then we'll just see light snow and then may even come to an end here in the FM area as we head into the middle of the afternoon. And then uh, winds will go much lighter this evening as the area of low pressure gets closer. So if you have any travel plans this evening, looking better. Plow crews will get a chance to catch up. And then uh, overnight, winds whip out of the north and uh, more blowing and drifting of the snow. And a little additional accumulation overnight tonight, but not expecting a whole lot. Uh, We'll probably wind up with about four to six here in the FM area. We've got about three on the ground right now. So a couple more inches. And then uh, areas up towards Grand Forks. Uh, and just west of there, 6 to 10 inches. And again, the, the wind will continue to blow through at least early afternoon, but then lighten up towards evening and then kick back up again after midnight out of the north. Well, is there any positivity to this? Like, it's it's March 11th today, so when, when, when does our first fake spring officially sprout? We, well, 
I'm going to throw you a little nugget. Ooh. <laughs> Just a little nugget. Uh, by Wednesday, uh, we could be pushing 40. If really? We, if, oh, if, we, if we didn't have the snow on the ground, we'd be well into the 50s. Well, oh, wow. Well into the 50s. But we, sh- we should be pushing 40 on Wednesday. And then, uh, according to our LRC calendar, 16th, no. 16th, 17th, which is uh, late this coming week, another big storm possible. Now, uh, uh, these have been passing to our south, but we could get clipped by this one. So you're the you're, end of the end of this upcoming week. <laughs> so you're, you're you're telling me right now that on Wednesday I'm going to go get my pool floaties out in my lawn chair. Yep. And then by like Saturday I'm going to need to go grab my winter fur coat again because I'm going to have to go pull out the snowblower. Exactly. What? Yeah. You got to love oh, the upper Midwest. How dare you? <laughs> this hey, this will get better by mid-April. Yeah. Oh, that's only a month away, month. Dean. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Just in time for the first weekend of May snowstorm. Hey, we're going down. Oh, the sp- good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it to happen. I've just lived here long enough. I know. I just all I know is I'm heading to spring training in two weeks. We'll be down there and enjoying some sunshine. Cubs are in Arizona, right? Nine in a row. They're having a heck of a spring. Really? They're 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 young guys. They it's made because of Dansby. They he's awesome. Oh, oh is he, uh, they guy. made some great trades, and you know, are they going to contend this year? Probably not, but <laughs> hey, let's be honest. Yeah, let's be They'll honest. be better than last year, let's, at least. They will be better than last year, and then uh, two years. Uh, this is their rebuilding year. In two years, they'll be back in the playoffs. As long as you can confirm that the south side of Chicago is going to do the same thing you Who? guys are. Yeah, exactly. Who? Yeah, those, so those, what, those the chumps. Oh, man. No, you know, there's, those chumps. Yeah. Yeah. The dry oh. there's, o- there's only one team in Chicago. I should, I'd try that's and claim side. two, but I, <laughs> I got a buddy that's, uh, that lives in Breeze, the south side, and I'm like, dude, you're from Minnesota, chill. I don't know, I don't know how a, he got cursed like that's that. That's a little weird. Probably a WGN thing. It was. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. That, that's yeah. how I was. At, uh, as someone who was, on, was in high school, I became a big Chicago Bulls fan because of WGN. It was, oh, way, before, it was way before NBA League Pass, and right. they used to have all those games on there. Oh, used to Jordan, watch, watch Jordan. Yeah, and, Jordan oh, Pippen, man. Horace Grant, obviously right. Bill Cartwright days and John Paxson, but uh, you used to the watch. Worm Rodman. Yeah, you used to, you used to watch uh, Tony Kukoc. You used to watch the uh, the, the victory parade and, and the celebration. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I had to watch that every year out of those, those six championships. So I, was, I became a big Bulls fan just because right. of a TV station that had the games. Incredible. It happens. So, but but your friend, since it's a different day and age, that makes no sense. Well, so what it was, his dad grew up in Iowa, and so it was they would go to Chicago more often than Minneapolis. So his dad just grew into love the White Sox. I'm glad you put that reason. other sensor because I'm like, well, his dad is from Iowa. Well, that's not Illinois, so I'm no. It's starting to. Kind of, <laughs> they would go to Chicago regularly, so he'd go to White, White Sox games. That and, makes and apparently sense. the whole family rallied around that. And I said, you guys do understand you can be your own person. Right? <laughs> And you know, you know when you go to White Sox game, you you have to wear a bulletproof vest before you go in. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so. Safety first. I'm out of here, guys. Drive safe today. Awesome. Appreciate it. Good weekend, Dino. Oh man, now that now that we've derailed the show once again. Yeah, pretty much. MSU Moorhead men's basketball squares off the number four seed, of course, in the central region of the national tournament. Squares off with number five seeded Southern Nazarene here this evening at eight fifteen. The biggest piece of advice I can give to you as the listener is one. Stay Watch tuned the to, to the flag and listen, and then grab your laptop or grab your, your, you know, whatever you have, your phone, and you can, of course, go to msumdragons.com, click on the men's basketball tab, and you'll be able to find a link that'll send you to the live game coverage, the live video feed. Right. But you yeah, want to listen it, to our, our state championship calls. It, it, it is a free live stream, though? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's, it's, uh, so actually, what it is, it's... 
it's going to be broadcast over the NSIC network. Oh, okay. is what it is. But the right. easiest way to to get to that specific page is I would just recommend going to msumdragons.com because yeah. they have the link. I already clicked on it the, this morning, and when you click on it, it, it pops up for you. It says, you know, MSU Moorhead versus Southern Nazarene Central Region quarterfinal, and it says broadcast scheduled to begin at 810 tonight, Well, which is you know, a couple minutes before the game tips off. Just a, a PSA kind of related to that, James. Uh, there is a wave, and it's been going on for the last year or two now, that if you post a game or even a kind of a, a link to a game coming up on a different location, there are spammers that put these fake links in there. As it'll say MSUM versus Southern Nazarene in 4K, click here, and then you've got to sign up, et cetera, et cetera. Those are links just specifically designed to try and steal your personal information, your your mm. credit card number, et cetera. So and that's another reason why I would go to the, the Dragon that, website. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Go to the official site. Don't mess around with any of the other sites off of a Facebook link. Just go to MSUM's uh, Dragons Basketball website, and they'll get you scored away with the link to the game. It's going to be a good one today. MSUM Dragons, Southern Nazarene. Playing in Dane Zimmer's world, Dragons twenty-five and six on the year. The Storm are twenty-five and four, twenty-one and one against conference opponents in the Great American Conference. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Tyler McGee has himself seventeen points a game. He's the leading scorer for the Storm. So we're looking for him tonight. As we know, Dane Zimmer, Gavin Baumgartner, Lorenzo McGee, Jacob Beninga, Beninga. Jaden Stanley Williams, just name the whole starting five. And, of yeah. course, the supporting cast off the bench for this team is stellar. The Dragons need your support. Go support them here this evening. Go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. They're going to have it in North Moorhead, man. Go check that out. Wings, beer, and basketball. You can't beat it. Class A basketball when we come back. You're listening to Flag Sports Saturday. It's state championship day. Woo, doggy. Championship Saturday is here. And I tell you what, we had uh, so out of the out of the three teams or four teams that are in the state championship, I would say that we probably have three of them that are a bit of a surprise. They're underdogs a little bit. Now, Grand Forks Red River, the their girls getting to the state championship game, uh, they they lost in the semifinals of the EDC tournament to West Fargo. Uh, they have to go and play the, the defending state champs in Minot, who. We're not perfect this year, but they were obviously a very good team. The two uh, freshman phenom, Lily Bell and Maggie Fricky, uh, Jocelyn Schiller. I, I look like based on the score that we saw, James, the score sheet it looks like Jocelyn Schiller and her crew took over in the second half. They get the upset win in the first round. Mm-hmm. Then they play West Fargo, who they had played three times already. They beat them the first two. They lost them in the EDC tournament. Uh, they were trailing at half. But they did such a good job on Riley Simon and not allowing a player like Solvay Seymour, the the all-time leading three-point shooter for West Fargo High School, to get going. They're able to pull away in the end. They make it to the state championship game. They're on the opposite side of Bismarck Century. It's not surprising to see them there. Bismarck Century, what did you say? This is the fifth straight state championship game they're in? Fourth in the last five years, and leave in like nine out of the last nine 10. out of the last twelve. Nine out of the last twelve. So, so you got one kind of little bit of surprise there. You go over the boys bracket, the top two seeds out of each uh, each side, Bismarck Century and Fargo Davies. You kind of go into the tournament expecting that to be the matchup. Well, we do have a Fargo team in the state championship, but it's not Fargo Davies. They got upset by Red River. They had controlled most of that game. We're up by fifteen. Uh, Red River comes storming back, ends up winning the game eighty-two to eighty. Uh, a couple things on that, the way that ended. Uh, star guard Ray Brown had a chance for three free throws to tie it up 
uh, with a half second to go, missed the second one, so then he has to miss the third one on purpose. Alpha Kamara almost comes up with the rebound and put back in that half a second to tie it up, but he misses. Red River advances, and then your game last night, James, I'm just I'm still in awe of that game last night because it was the greatest defensive performance I think I've ever seen at the high school level. Coach Hogue said that they had to play their best game of the season if they wanted to win. Maybe their best game ever if they wanted to win that against an undefeated 25 and 0 Bismarck Century team. And you know what? They did it. They did it just so effectively. They were all over Bismarck Century. They never allowed anybody else on that team to get comfortable. I thought the unsung hero of that game, Peter Halgo and his defense on Anthony Doppler, the 6'4 guard that's going to North Dakota, who looks physically imposing and he handles the ball all the time for them. They didn't allow Isaiah Schaefer to get comfortable at the three-point line. The, uh, besides the double-double they gave up to Erickson, but he's 6'10 and, and North gave up a lot of size to him. The amount of effort that Carter Zeller put in on the defensive end against him was just so impressive. So you had a huge, huge upset there. Uh, with Fargo North taking them down. So now you've got Red River uh, with the boys and girls trying to get a, a sweep of the state championship tonight. Red River girls taking on uh, Bismarck Century. And then the boys' side, Red River taking on Fargo North. Just a couple of exciting matchups. And we'll go to our first conversation uh, that we had. Grand Forks, Red River, Zach Kraft, for East Road Camp after they punched their tickets to the championship game. And the first thing I had for them, how were you able to pull off the upset against Davies and advance the state championship game? We were hungry. Um, we haven't been to state in 11 years. Um, losing last year to Central in the Constellation semifinals, we had to pull this one out. It could have been one of our last games. Yeah. Now, what about you, Reese? I mean, uh, everything just started flowing. I mean, every time you guys tried to get some offense going, it seemed as though uh, that there was a, a, a just an equal counterpunch from Fargo-Davies to kind of keep that lead. Every time you guys got it down to 10, it went back up to 15. How do you guys keep going in a situation like that? Um, it mostly started because we picked it up on defense a lot. We switched up our defensive strategy and switched into a 1-3-1 one, one zone. We were trapping them really hard, trying to get them flustered up top. That seemed to work, get a lot of turnovers, turn the defense into offense, get it on fast breaks, and that got us a lot of points. It was really good for us. Uh, there's a gentleman on the on the score sheet. He's only credited with one rebound and one assist. Is that Cameron? Hudson Flop. Hudson Flop, Hudson Flop. <laughs> what did that young man bring to your team? It seemed as though when he went out there in that second half, he was a match that just let a, let a fire into you guys, and everything started rolling when he came in. He's just he's the true representation of the stat sheet. Doesn't tell the story of the game. I mean, he just comes in. He has the fire on defense. He gets so many just tip balls and all that that don't, you don't see on the stat sheet. And the energy he brings for us is just unmatched. He's our hype man. Up. He's our hype man. It changes the pace of the game just by having him on the floor. So senior year, you guys have made it now to the state championship game. You've got a two point win over the top seed out of the East. You had a, a last second buzzer beater last night, Zach. What do you have in store for us tomorrow night? We'll see. we got to see who wins tonight. We're going to make a game plan, and we'll be back tomorrow. Hey, you know what? You're, you're looking at, at, at this, Zach. You're the East Region Senior Athlete of the Year for one, so congrats on that. And two, you had six points in the half. You finished with 31, 25 points in the second half. What changed for you that you were able to expose, I think, what I think is the best defense in the state of North Dakota in Fargo-Davies? Um, I was getting face-guarded. I told myself this might be the last game, so I had to go out there with hunger. Finish this and we finish with a win. 
Reese, man, you had to get out there. You had to do the dirty work for him, right? You had to get down there. You had to get some offensive rebounds. You had to go out, dish out those assists. What was your mindset when you were down 15 with about nine minutes to go and realizing you still have a state championship berth within your grasp? I mean, just like he said, I mean, could be the last time that we ever play together. I mean, we just had to lock in, get it on the defensive side of the floor. The rest is history, man. I just can't believe it. And thank you to those two young men for a couple minutes of their time after that thrilling victory over Fargo Davies. He just so much emotion was riding through through the shack last night in these semifinals, and and then of course the previously undefeated Bismarck Century Patriots, the top team in the state of North Dakota, twenty five and zero, goes up against the high flying Fargo North Spartans. North takes them down fifty one forty eight in an incredibly impressive defensive performance. We were joined by Jeremiah Sem and Carter Zeller last night, and asking you just punched your ticket to the state championship game how are you feeling jeremiah man it feels amazing we just celebrated in the locker room we're going crazy we just want to we want to have that tomorrow night too oh my god i mean okay i gotta look real quick you had 21 points 10 a double double for you a couple of steals a couple of blocks you did everything tonight even though you played such a physical and gritty game last night against bismarck legacy how were you able to have more in the tank to be able to go and put on that performance tonight? Well, my shot wasn't dropping, so I had to find other things to do. And I was trying to get downhill, find my guys. I got in kind of foul trouble, but I just trying to find my guys, and they got things done. They hit big shots late, and we got there. Everything about this game was absolutely outstanding. You guys holding Bismarck Century to, to 48 points. I just want to get your honest take, Jeremiah, on your team's performance. You you held Goliath to 48 points. They were 25 and 0 coming in. What was the mindset defensively? Well, we had a couple. We know they have good scorers, so we put we put our best defenders on the best scorers, and we try to lock them down. We we settled. We, 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 just, we just try to get the, we just try to shut them down. Carter, you started off the game, you knocked down a couple of big threes, you came out hot with offense, but what carried you through tonight was your defense. I just got to commend you, number one, you gave up some size to Ryan Erickson, but you were extremely, extremely physical with him tonight. Obviously, was that your game plan going into tonight, trying to defend one of the best big men in the state of North Dakota? Yeah, I got, I got nothing but respect for Ryan Erickson. I know he's going to do great things in college, and he just one big guy and you know I had to do my best against the best that's that's all it was and how about the rest of your teammates Matthew uh stepped up as well here in the in the in the game as well Jeremiah you led the team in points Carter uh had 12 talk about that big play though the loose ball on the court your stud linebacker on the team Peter Hoggle comes up with it and then instead of getting the turnover and pulling it back and giving it back to you to let you set up the offense he takes the ball goes behind the back goes coast to coast for the layup that had to really really ignite your team on the bench over there yep it gave us energy and we just fed off that and we went we we got it going and that it, it just all started on it all starts on defense the energy all starts on defense how were you guys able to stay so composed in tonight's game? Because you came out with that same energy you did against Legacy, but when you had to overcome some adversity, maybe it was a couple of fouls that you guys ended up committing. Maybe it was your shot wasn't falling early on. How were you guys able to, to maintain that composure and be able to keep it going for 36 minutes, Jeremiah, first? Well, we well we all know we have great scorers on the squad. Everybody could do a little everything, so we just if one thing's not dro- falling so you just find something else to do and uh let your teammates go to work what were your overall thoughts on that performance carter and just the composure that your guys came out with for all 36 minutes i'm just gonna say 
No one believed in us, but we believed in ourselves, and we got the job done, and I'm proud of everyone on the team. I wouldn't want anyone else but these guys. These guys are my, my brothers and my best friends. Yeah. You guys have been playing ball together, I think, since middle school, guys. Uh, Carter, you're there. You're a huge part of this game tonight. You get called for your fifth foul with just seconds remaining. What's going through your mind at that point? You guys got a three-point lead, and you guys just you got like 15 seconds left to get it to the finish line. What were your thoughts watching those loose balls just get batted around and things happening right there on that uh, defensive end? I got nervous, to be honest. Uh, I was a little scared, too, but I knew. Joe Rose, my best friend, he was going to come in, get a body on a guy and get that rebound and do his job. Same thing with everyone else. Yep. When you think about this, and, and it, it, this is going to take some time to sink in, the job is not done. Fargo North is playing for a state championship against a team you're familiar with in Red River. But when you think about this tonight, you knocked off an undefeated team. You guys have had your spurts in this season when you've looked great other times when things haven't gone your way. But now you're at your goal right now. What's it going to take to get this one done tomorrow night? Well, it's going to take a lot of grit because we know they're a good team. They beat the best team in the EDC today, so we'll, we'll just have to bring it tomorrow. Yeah, just to piggyback what he said, we got to play the best game we've ever, like, probably ever played yep. tomorrow night, and we just got to get the job done because we're not finished yet. Yep. What was going through your minds? That ball gets tipped up, the loose ball, and chaos ensues underneath the basket after that missed free throw. And somehow, after about five seconds, Matthew pokes loose. He's at half court right behind us here, and then he's in the front court. Time expires. Just the emotions of realizing when you saw that red light go off that you're going to the state championship game, you guys. Um, I, just lo- I just love how the fans are going crazy, man. They, they- they're they stormed the court for, for you guys. They're just happy for they us. They stormed the court. They're happy for us, and it, it, it feels great for the north side. Thank you to those two young men for a few minutes of their time after that game. This is a, a program that you, you look at it, they're juniors, and so a lot mm-hmm. of people would assume this is three years in the making. Yeah. Now, this is. is about seven or eight years in the making with these young men, this junior class, Coach Hogue, who was their traveling basketball coach since about fifth grade, and now they're near, what, seven, six, seven Something together, like that, somewhere yeah. along those lines. And and they've been working so dang hard for it. And now to see them in the state championship tonight is going to be one heck of a thrilling feeling. It's going to it's gonna send chills down our spines. Well, I just think the journey that these players have been on with this coach and him taking over as head coach last year and then getting the full-time gig, obviously, uh, in the offseason. I mean, I just think it's a great story between him and a group of young men that he cares deeply about and has elevated them to the next level. We're going to break. We come back. We'll wrap, wrap up the show. You're listening to Flag Sports Saturday. Welcome back to one final segment of Flag Sports Saturday. Big game, James McCarty alongside Jace Demon And Ty Schoner to the newsroom is here to, to crash the party one more time. He's... He's starting to get a feel for what we're about in the sports department, Jace. Hey, everybody, got an announcement to make. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, Ty? (laughs) (laughs) So if you look out your window, what do you see, Jace? Uh, I see white, (laughs) white, and more white everywhere. So, and I meant that as snow, folks. Yeah, so you're going to see a lot of that across North Dakota right now. And, that, and that's not, it's hopefully going to resolve. Dean came in here earlier today, and he said that, hey, hopefully by this afternoon it's going to start clearing up a little bit. But we're, there are some places that are still closing down into Sunday, for example. We'll get to that in a moment. But when it comes to roads across North Dakota, we're seeing no travel advisories all the way across the state, except for in the far southwestern corner. We're also seeing the highway opening over there as well. So 
I-94 all the way from uh, looks to be Jamestown to Dickinson right now is closed. You can travel west throughout of, out of Dickinson, but there's also, once you get to Medora area, you also see no travel advisories going from that area as well. And when it comes to, again, the rest of the state, you're just seeing no travel advisories. You can travel if you want to. It's not gonna, They're not going to stop you from doing it, but if you, if you get stuck, it's probably on you. It, the, oh, the, yeah, the, the, roads, the roads are really rough, and it, just be careful out there. there this, you're going to see very low to near zero visibility. You're going to see really poor road conditions, snow drifts on roads. You're going to see ice patches everywhere. In the cities, are probably going to be fine. So like Fargo area, if you look yeah. at you, you were seeing a lot of people traveling. But when it comes to like those rural roadways, those are going to be really rough, especially. And there's also other roads that are closed too, especially like eastbound between Minot and Jamestown, uh, US 52, I believe. That one is currently closed. You can go westbound, uh, not out of Jamestown, but if you go on US 52 to Minot, that is a possibility you still can do. But there are other roads that are closed as well. And hopefully these roads are open later on today when things do begin to ease up a little bit. But as of now, we're still going to see poor visibility, poor road conditions overall. And if you have to travel, you're still able to. But just keep in mind that it is dangerous conditions. These these are conditions where you can get stuck and you can get stuck for a while. So just be cautious about that. And for those maybe wondering, the State A basketball tournament is ongoing right now. We're in the consolation championship games. Uh, to start off this morning, the girls' consolation championship should be wrapping up. But all those teams and all those players are here safe in town. They've been here since Thursday. Uh, I'm sure if travel uh, is able to be able to, to take place in the afternoon, then they'll head home. Uh, otherwise, they're all safe and sound here in town. They're going to finish out that basketball tournament. Hope that's the case, too. Um, mm-hmm. Also, North Dakota DOT does say that it's likely to continue at least into Sunday. Sunday yeah. morning, I think, was the prescriptive time frame. Hopefully, after that, things should begin to wrap up a little bit. And as of now, we're also seeing uh, large trucks uh, not being able to kind of go through towns and stuff like yeah. that. The oversized lows we talked about mm-hmm. last time when it came to the roads that like or like vehicles that have like wind turbine blades on them yeah. or stuff like that. Those, ro- those trucks can't travel. We are seeing, as you look behind you, right now semi trucks going up and down well, the freeway but this kind of just depends I, i've seen uh, snow plows going in each direction on i-29 a couple times during our sh- our time on the air this morning um so obviously be safe with that uh at least kind of a forecast i have an update is that we might see a, a stoppage of the snow like dean said but there's still a chance for more snow uh like early late afternoon early evening for a couple hours there as well so. and I, I didn't hear him talk about wind gusts because wind gusts are also oh, huge yeah. when it comes to these things too because half of it is snow obviously but the wind gusts are just going to pick up what just got put down and throw it all around yeah. so that's going to cause low visibility too especially outside of town it looks kind of it looks better out here but yeah. once you get out of town it can get pretty dicey out there I, i'm glad i don't have to drive out, out of town i just know that driving here this morning first thing at, before eight o'clock uh just driving down cheyenne and then over across 32nd avenue uh, those roads hadn't been cleared off yet and you're just kind of trying to follow a path of tire tracks in front of you so G, even across the metro area this morning it was not good so obviously plows are out now around town trying to clear us some stuff so if you're on obviously one of those uh, snow roads that they they clear first make sure your vehicle's off the road so that way the plows can do their job yeah the emergency route so like 13th 45th 32nd there's a lot yeah. of those ones that run through fargo but if you're on some side streets i live on a couple side streets uh-huh. as most people do yeah absolutely you're getting to those main roads is going to be the biggest challenge mm-hmm. if you can get there you probably are able to travel town just kind of just depends Again, it's mainly the outside of uh, the metro areas, outside of Grand Forks, outside of Fargo, outside of other uh, regions in our area. Once you get outside of those towns, it can get pretty dicey. 
Absolutely. And that's what I have for you, really. Awesome. Uh, when it comes to that, just be careful. Travel, travel safe. If you are going to travel, if you need to do so, just bring some extra food, bring some blankets, uh, bring a phone charger with you. That's a good your, thing. To your keep normal mind. North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, you know, winter travel kits, you know, makes yeah. sense. Just, awesome. just, just think safely. That's it. Awesome. Thanks, Ty. Thank you. James, yes, sir. I know you're working, you're, you're on a radio show while you're working. And? I mean, I don't know if that means you get to. Uh, uh, Double pay for doing two jobs at the same time? No, it's more or less like a, like I was a donation. Just, I was trying to give you a shout-out for the boss since he's listening. So. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? Uh, as we talk about cancellations, we talk about weather, we talk about all the lovely things you're, that we deal with. You're not going to tell us that there's a game cancellation, is there? Well, it's a postponement. Oh. But it's it's on the, the Minnesota side of the river. Moorhead Spud, boys basketball, the two-seated spuds in this section. Uh, eight 4A semifinals against number three seeded Brainerd and the Warriors. That game was postponed. It was originally going to be this afternoon, but of course, due to weather, they were precautionary about it. They moved it, have moved it to Wednesday evening. It's actually going to have a tip at 6 p.m. is what I saw. A change in tip on wow. that game. Why? Why did they push it so far back to Wednesday? And not have it like Monday or Tuesday. I don't get paid enough to or. Um, they don't pay me the big bucks to make oh. that decision. When is that section championship schedule? Because this is a semifinal Thursday. Matchup. Oh, so, they so go you're not going to play a game for a week, and you're going to play back to back days. Whoever wins. I already questioned why Minnesota had so much time off in between games. Yeah, and, <laughs> and now, now you're not going to get any. How does that? And now instead you, of like you doing cursed Monday, them instead of Monday or Tuesday, you cursed now them. The Spuds could potentially have back to back games, section semifinals, right into the section finals. But you know, maybe they'll give them a little more rhythm, and they'll uh, find their way back to state. Hopefully, <laughs> but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how how they do. Oh, you haven't played a game in ten days. We'll play two in fifteen hours. I know. There you go. Yeah, I mean that's that's just how they roll. Sometimes it's all I think, right. I think it'd be twenty four. I don't think it'd be fifteen. Unless I was, I was exaggerating. Unless okay? unless the section championship is in the middle of the afternoon. I don't know what what time it actually. Is. I think it's seven <laughs> o'clock. I want to say what James. What day is it today? Saturday. All right, I'm just that's make sure the, that's you, what the show title told me. And <laughs> just as so long as you know what day today is, because Honestly, obviously can, championship Saturday, and you're like, I don't know what day it is, and I don't want you to miss that. No, no, I mean I'm going straight to the shack after we get done with all our <laughs> shenanigans here. There's, there's there's no ifs ands or buts around that. The show, of course, brought to you by Michael Bolcher, Superior Light Beer, the clean, crisp taste. Wednesday, go check out O'Kelly's. They'll have those great food and drink specials for you. And Jason and I will be there pulling our usual shenanigans and having maybe maybe we'll have a beer with you. Well, How does that sound? We might have witnesses. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's the scary part. Well, witnesses. We have witnesses in the studio every day. It's what Ty's here for. <laughs> keeps us honest that yeah, way. Yeah, he does. It keeps us on his toes. Well, he, you know, he, you never know when a news story is going to pop up with the two of us. So. Well, the, unfortunately, the times we've had him on, there have been pretty much mainly weather issues, and there was one other uh, – shelter in place or something i forget what it was but oh, up you know. in mayville yeah yeah so i mean we haven't had the best of news stories like breaking news someone in north dakota just won the mega millions lottery you know nothing like you know positive it's always been like stay breaking home news you shouldn't have left the house as yeah. we're all sitting in the studio <laughs> yeah, i know stay home but not us we'll we'll just go and do our thing well, hey you know what uh, thank you to, to head coach nick oliver of the fargo force thank you to the the young men of grand forks red river and fargo north for a few minutes of their time last night and of course thank you to ty Schoner and dean wysaki for giving us updates on the weather and the news here this morning. It's time for us to, to break because at 5.30, pregame on the flag, 6 o'clock, Bismarck Century, Grand Forks, Red River, 8 o'clock, Fargo North, Red River. In, boys, have a great rest of your weekend. God bless. Yep, you betcha. Mm-hmm. Bye.